0: Dynamic Diversity Bringing us together like we're supposed to be Dynamic Magazine We're all different, but we can learn from each other Yeah, from each other In Dynamic, Dynamic Magazine Hello, this is Dynamic Diversity Unfiltered, Dynamic Leaders for a Changing World magazine's premier podcast. We bring you the voices of today's renowned societal leaders and average folks talking about what they do, how they got there, and what they're thinking about in the controversial world of diversity, inclusion, and race relations. In this episode...
1: We need to understand that there is power in strategy and ideas. We see things a lot closer than some others may. and Others people see stuff uh, before we do, just because of their point of view or their background or their experience. So there's privilege in in our background.
0: We talk with Dennis Williams, a technology renaissance man who is shedding light on Silicon Valley. Co-founder of Bando, a mobile platform targeted for urban culture, Dennis Williams is a true technology renaissance man. As a developer, mentor, strategist, and marketer, Whether or not it is common knowledge that one does not have to be a coder to make it big in technology, Dennis certainly dispels any myths in that area. He shares his journey with Dynamac about the amount of publicity that is placed on gadgets and apps that we often forget the level of hard work of marketers, business developers, and content writers who are responsible for bringing the existence of these innovations to the rest of the world. Dennis Williams gives us a peek at this world inside Silicon Valley.
2: Okay,
1: So my first question is where are you from and what was it like growing up there? Um I'm from uh Baltimore, Maryland. Mhm. Um and uh I had a pretty interesting background. I mean, I think it was uh pretty diverse. I mean, I experienced a wide variety of people, um and a wide variety of experiences. I went to I went to three different high schools and two different middle schools. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I just got to, like, experience a lot of different groups, um, and in the end, that uh, has a direct reflection on um, how I connect with customers or ultimately, like, grow audiences. Uh, so I think I've, like, experienced a a, uh, a great portfolio of perspectives growing up, and uh, that's just made me more worldly as a person.
2: Okay, and where did you study, and why did you make that choice?
1: Uh, so for the first three years of college, I went to a school called University of Dayton and that's in Ohio. Um, so I left town, I left the Maryland area and went to Ohio for three years. Um, I played basketball there and it was a, a very prestigious university. It taught me a lot. Um, and it's something that I never regret and spent a lot for my career. Uh, my mom is terminally ill. So I went back to Maryland for my final year of college. Um, where I graduated from UMBC, um, so that just made the most sense for me at the time. But honestly, uh, along with the college education, I feel like everyone has to do their fair share of work outside of school and gaining that experience in your profession and your uh, and your passion um, if you ever want to like climb that ladder. Uh, so I put the same amount of importance on that and did the most I can for internships or. Work outside of school that continued to to build my resume.
2: Okay, and, and tell us about your homeless experience and what motivated your interest in technology.
1: Um, <laughs> that's a that's a big question. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so I, I bought my first car off of writing money. Uh, so this car was like three thousand dollars, and I had been freelancing for a few months. Uh, and at this point, I was like, hey, maybe I can actually make something of my skill set. Uh, but I needed a car to get to school. At the time, I wasn't able to get to school. And I was just mm-hmm. jumping from house to house to couch to couch. Um, the situation progressed. But as I got this car, I, I knew I found a way to school. But a lot of the times, uh, this car was my roof. Um, whether it meant I didn't have the gas to get to point A to point B, Um or that just was the situation for the night. Uh that's where I was that's where I was sleeping. Uh but it built um a great deal of resilience and uh um I learned to really count on myself. Uh but I had to work myself out of that hole and I fought fought really, really hard to, to gain that experience that made me um a valuable talent and a valuable employer, you know? Uh so so yeah, it was, it was definitely quite the experience. Um but yeah, I put myself through school uh, with a lot of this freelance work, um, and I just found tech as an avenue that uh, a lot of people haven't figured out yet. I think it's just pretty impactful in our culture. Uh, we open the Instagram app like 30 times a day, um, billions of people on Facebook, Snapchat, all of these things. I wanted to be a part of building that platform for our culture, you know. Uh, we're not really representing in tech, and I hope that uh, I'm one of the voices and forces to, to make that happen.
2: Okay. And as a minority working in, in, in Silicon Valley, tell read us about your transitions there and what it is currently like.
1: Yeah, um, so Silicon Valley is, is a bit different. Obviously, well, we are the drastic minority here. I come from a much different place. Uh, so uh, we all hope that we see more diversity in tech, not only because of the lifestyle of uh, the minorities that work here, but also the impact in these platforms. Uh, we want to see uh, more of our voices represented um, when it reaches consumers, right? Like we want we want them to be aware of who these audiences are, and I think it's important to have diverse minds um, in the ideation stage uh, to ultimately grow those audiences, because you're not just growing one race. Like you, you need to have a diverse group of consumers, and that's why it's important to have. A diverse group of people in the boardroom, uh, but it's difficult. It is difficult. Uh, I feel like that uh, you have to kind of find a way to navigate out here. Uh, there's a lot of discovery that you have to find. Um, there's there's a lot that Silicon Valley has to mature in, and uh, this is definitely one of those spaces. So minorities do have a, uh, a hurdle to climb, uh, but it's a challenge that I'm up for. Okay.
2: And what are some of the initiatives you would recommend to kind of bridge that minority divide that you see in the tech the tech world?
1: Okay. Yeah, I see it a little differently because I'm not a a developer. So right,
2: right. Um, mm-hmm.
1: with with yeah, with with a lack of hard skills, like I really see myself as like an operational creative. So I work in content marketing and user acquisition, but Uh, I think that there's a whole space for creative in Silicon Valley, and it's just that they don't know how to go about it. So there is no pipeline problem, but where are you getting this talent from? And we need to open these funnels so that we can see more and more of these chases, not only in Silicon Valley, though, like across the board. Um, And I think that starts with just not, like, launching programs behind a computer. We actually need to get on the ground and go to the HBCUs, go to... Uh, the other predominantly black colleges and really start to open these initiatives. Uh, We really need to communicate this because the people where I come from don't know that this is an opportunity. Um, They have no idea. Um, Even if they are knowledgeable of marketing, they may think that ends when it gets to agencies and and advertising companies, Um, not that tech needs it. Uh, So we just need to do a better job of communicating these opportunities like on the ground floor. We need to go fly to these campuses and be active. Uh And then, outside of that, I really just want to get out the idea that uh the only space in tech is for coders and developers and that's just simply not the case um from sales to business development to marketing to to customer support to strategy and product, there is um a palette of opportunities, and blacks need to know that they they just they don't know that it's not only numbers right now. Um, there's so many other ways to use our talents to to help a tech company succeed, um, and we need to take advantage of that. So it's not just hard skills; it's open for the creators and the and the strategizers as well. Um, I think we need to do a better job of communicating that too.
2: Okay, and, and and just follow following up on that answer. You said once that the next great tech entrepreneur of color might not possess a technical skill. So just following up on that, tell us why. This is so important. And what impact can a non-technical person have on the tech industry? Because like you said, most of us don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, we need to we need to understand that there is power in strategy and ideas. We see things a lot closer than some others may. And uh, others people see stuff uh, before we do, just because of their point of view or their background or their experience. So there's privilege in, in our background. We need to understand that. And however we apply that um, is the uniqueness, right? I apply it to content marketing, and I hope that I continue to succeed on a larger scale. The next person may apply it to business development or strategy and be able to assimilate the partnerships needed to grow the next big platform for minorities. Um, Or they may be uh, the diversity and inclusion person for Apple or Samsung and be instrumental in finding this talent and building this minority group. In these bigger legacy companies, um, there's so many other spaces that uh, we just need to be aware and we can't think confined to a box. Uh, we need to understand that there's flexibility in this new market of business that's just opened in the past couple of decades um, and there's a whole world for us to innovate so I hope there's more black writers content marketers um, business developers and technology and it's needed um, and and we see that we're suffering for the companies that don't uh, respect that.
2: Okay, and you're the founder, co-founder of Bandon, a diverse data app company. Tell us about
1: that. Yeah, Bando is a mobile platform uh, for urban culture news. Uh, so what we what we do is we deliver news that's tailored to you and all the stories that you can't keep up with in your everyday life uh, straight to your mobile phone. Um, so Bando is an advanced beta right now. Uh, we're really looking to build a, a product that uh, helps people follow developing stories. Um, so, if you see if you see an event or an occurrence happen, we'd like to help you find uh, how that whole sequence of events started um, and where it started from and with who. Um, that's just so so prevalent of a problem today. With everything moves so fast, right? Um, we see new trending stories literally every hour, and there's so much to keep up with. But so that's where Bando really fits in, and we hope that. Uh, we hope it's successful.
2: And you served as a New York on tech mentor. Tell us about that experience and why you think mentoring in the tech industry is important.
1: Yeah, I was a I was a mentor for New York on tech. Uh so what we did was help underprivileged youth um in the New York area. Most of these kids came from Brooklyn, Harlem, um, Queens, all all different boroughs. And uh they wanted to get involved in the tech and funny enough, just like we were speaking about, not everyone was a coder. Um, they were all in different areas, and they 'd match us. they would match us mentors up with these mentees um, and we 'd help them through these this uh, this month to month program and eventually help them uh, get an internship and then go off to college um, so I was able to see two mentees off the school and then um, yeah I, I think it 's really important because that 's the background I came from. I really had to force myself into this industry um, uh, I remember before my first job I applied to two hundred and fifty six jobs. Uh, I didn't know what it took, and I just had to keep reading and keep asking questions. And it was really hard to find that information. And now that I'm in, I want to help the next person. I want to help the next ten, you know. Um, so I do my best to push it forward. And I think that's super, super important because if we keep this knowledge to ourselves, then uh, we're only hope we're only hurting like uh, the bigger picture. Um, so I think it's really important to mentor, and uh, it's definitely something I'm gonna be
2: active in. Again, okay, what advice would you give to women and people of color who would like to break into the tech world?
1: The the first uh the first lesson of advice I would give is to to stay on your mission and to, to follow those uh who you'd like to follow in their footsteps. Um I think that we need to pay attention to what worked before us because we don't have as much of a leash. Um, we don't have as much of a window. We need to be really, really good at what we do, just to have those conversations. You know, um, there's much less of us, so I think it's really important to to study those that did it well. But as well as to like stay on your mission, because it's not going to be easy. Um, it's going to be a lot of no's. Uh, but as you continue to add value to yourself and get better, um, then it's going to open more doors, and eventually you'll be able to set your own pace, set your own rules, your own workplace, your own environment, you know. Uh, But uh, when it comes to just breaking in, you need to be very persistent. And that's definitely the first lesson I would give.
2: Okay. And what is next for you?
1: Uh, I'm looking to do a lot of things. I think that Um, I'm building a foundation that allows me to work on a lot of content, uh, programs. Uh, and first I touched on film. So I just wrote a film, uh, that's on the film market called Note to Self. It's a short film, just collected three awards. Um, I'm really excited about it. You can find it at ntsfilm.com. Um, so I'm excited about that and telling them diverse stories. Uh, I think that's really important to let our creativity run like that. Uh, but also what I want to do is keep uh, fueling my creativity on the business side. Uh, so what, whatever I do with work on the on the content side, I want to keep creating um, creative experiences uh, that drive audience growth. I want more people to understand, um, one, that it's possible, and two, that there's a space for creativity in tech. Um, and a large part of it comes with marketing. Uh so that's what I hope to keep doing and building my expertise here in Silicon Valley and the East Coast. Okay, wonderful. And
2: what what do you hope your legacy will be like when you eventually, you know, give this up?
1: Kick the bucket. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
1: that's a that's a really good question. I, I hope that I'm remembered uh as an innovator and someone who uh, wasn't given these opportunities, but was able to take them. And I hope that, yeah, I'm remembered as an innovator, both in film and in, in tech, uh, both as a minority and someone who had a vision uh, that wasn't just now, but still relevant in the future. Uh, so that's what I hope to do. And I hope to like, really support products that help us grow. Um, not the not the stuff that separates uh, people, populations, and humanity—the stuff that really brings us together—and stuff that we need in the world, whether that's a story or a product. You know, that's super important. We got to use—we um, got to use our intelligence and our talent for good—and that's what I hope to keep doing.
2: Okay, wonderful. And that's all I have for you today, Dennis. Thank you so
0: much again. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can talk about making a difference. You can take action to make a difference. Or you can join Dynamic in doing both. Until next time, stay blessed and be inspired.
2: Dynamic diversity Bringing us
1: together like we're supposed to be